Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you back for a look at the book of Psalms. We're going to look at Psalms 6 through 10 this week, beginning with today, Psalm 6. Psalm 6 is one of seven psalms that have come to be called the penitential psalms. Psalms 32, 38, 51, 102, 130, 143, and here, Psalm 6. These are psalms where David or whoever wrote the psalm, their, their heart is being poured out in prayer for the wrongs that they have done. It's a psalm of asking God for forgiveness. So this psalm tells you how to pray to God for forgiveness. Now, let me just be clear. Once you come to know Jesus Christ, the moment you say, I need your forgiveness, whether that happened a year ago or a month ago or 40 years ago, that moment Jesus Christ forgave you every sin, past, present, and future. So when you go to Christ to ask for forgiveness now, you're not going to get forgiveness. You're going to remind yourself of the forgiveness that he's already given. And that's a good thing to do. That's a healthy thing to do. In this Psalm, David is sorrowful over his sin. And he tells God, again and again in the book of Psalms, you're gonna learn this simple lesson. If you pour out your sorrows to God, he will heal your sorrows. If you keep your sorrow within, you're gonna continue to be overwhelmed by those sorrows. And this Psalm is an example of the two things that you must do when you embrace the gift of God's forgiveness. You have to confess your sins, and you have to trust that the Lord has heard you, that God heard you. Let's look at those two. First, you confess your sins. You, you ask for God's mercy. You see this in this psalm. You ask for God's healing. And as you confess your sin, of course, you're confessing your sorrow over your sin. God, I'm sorry that I did this. But sometimes, that expression of sorrow can become strangely impersonal, strangely transactional, like a business transaction. It's like, Jesus, I was wrong, but I know I'm forgiven, so thank you. And the emotion is taken all out of it. In this Psalm, you see David confessing, as he confesses his sin, he confesses four other things that need to be a part of your confession as well. These are confessions that remind you of the horrible reality of sin and that also bring you God's strength and God's expression of grace into the midst of that. So as you confess your sins, your sorrow for your sin, you also confess your fears. When David was confessing his fears, he said, do not rebuke me. Psalm 6, 1, O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. As you're confessing your fears, you're saying, Lord, I know I deserve to be punished for what I've done. Without what Jesus did on the cross, I would be punished. And the truth is, even knowing what Jesus did, I'm afraid I'm gonna lose your blessing. I trust that you will discipline me in love over this sin, not in anger. But God, I have to admit that sometimes I'm afraid of your anger because I know the reality of my sin that I do it again and again. And so I come to you and I confess that fear and I pray that in the place of that fear, you put a sense of your grace in my life. That's confessing your fear to God. You also confess your weakness. David confessed, I am faint, I am weak. In verse two, be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint, O Lord. Heal me, for my bones are in agony. In this confession, you're in essence saying to God, God, I'd like to think I'm so strong. I'd like to think I'd always make the right choice. I'd like to think that I'd never fall to temptation, but the truth is I did. And the reason I did is I'm weak. I chose to follow my selfishness instead of following you. That's why I need you, God. I need your strength and your healing. This is a confession that helps you to recognize in the midst of your sin that you are not the way out of your sin. Only God's strength 
is the way out. So you confess your weakness. Third thing that David confesses here that I need to confess as I'm confessing my sin is you confess your pain. Verses three and four. My soul is in anguish, O Lord. O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. David confesses that he is in anguish because of his sin, and maybe that is even what resulted in his sin. Our sin often grows out of our pain. Confess that pain to the Lord. Lord, I, I, I was looking for some place of, of comfort. Instead of turning to you, I turned to that old habit. Or I turned to that old relationship. I confess the pain that's in my life. Or you hear David saying here, how long, O oh Lord, how long? Our sin often comes out of our impatience. We want something to happen. It's not happening on our timetable, so we try to advance God's timetable, maybe through our anger, maybe through our selfishness. Confess your impatience to the Lord. Even say to God, Lord, how long? Even as you're praying that, remind yourself that all of God's delays are for the purpose of our growth. If God is waiting, it's for a reason. And the reason is you. He wants to be at work in your life. I like what Warren Wiersbe says about this. He says, the question we should ask should not be, when will I get out of this, but what can I get out of this? What does God want to teach me? And then you confess your weariness. That's the fourth thing. I am worn out, David says, from my my groaning. Sin wears you out. It gives you this soul weariness. And instead of pretending that everything is okay, confess that weariness to the Lord. In verse six, I am worn out from my groaning. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. Away from me, all of you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. Now, for you, it may not be I flood my bed with tears, but I feel dead and empty inside. Both come from soul weariness. And confessing that your soul is weary is one of the ways that you remind yourself of what your sin has done to you. These are confessions, emotional confessions from David in the midst of his sin that would be good to include in your confession of sin because they are reminders not only of what sin has done to you, but also how God can bring you out of that sin into his grace. The way that you and I confess our sin is first you confess, but second you trust. You trust that God has heard you. Psalm 6, 1 to 10 are all about this trust from beginning to end. David begins by this confession, but all through it, he's thinking of what he's going to say at the end because he knows where his heart is. So in verses 9 and 10, the Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. Why would he pray unless, that he, unless he trusted that God would accept his prayer? Then in verse 10, all my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. The Lord hears my weeping. He hears my cry. The Lord accepts my prayer. And my enemies will turn back. Now, for David, those were physical enemies, the people who were battling him. For you, it might be the inner enemy of mistrust or fear or attacks from Satan. Confess and trust. That's what you do when you sin. First John 1, 9 gives us the example in the New Testament. If we confess our sins we confess, then he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins. Then we trust. You confess, and then you trust that God has heard, and that he will act. Now, how do I know that he will act on that confession? We'll look back at verse 4. 
in Psalm 6. He will act because of his unfailing love. Because of God's unfailing love in verse 4, you can be confident in verse 9. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. So let's take some time to pray to him. And Father, we come to you in a spirit of confession and trust. We don't want to minimize our sins. We don't want to minimize what you did on the cross. And so we confess the pain that that sin has brought into our lives and other people's lives. We confess the pain that that sin grew out of in our lives. We confess our own impatience. We confess the hurt in our own hearts and the hurt that that's brought to other people's hearts. And as we confess, we trust. We trust that you hear our confession. You heard it the first time we confessed. We trust that the power of the cross is real. And we trust that whether we feel it or not, your forgiveness is given. Because it's not a matter of how we feel. It's a matter of what you've done for us on the cross. It's the matter of your unfailing love. So God, we trust that you have heard our cry for mercy, that you do accept our prayer. And we thank you for the cross, the cross of Christ, where the world and all the spiritual powers are shown that your forgiveness is eternal. Your forgiveness is guaranteed. In that spirit of trust, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to look at Psalm 7, a psalm about when you've been hurt by the words of others. 